Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hi, everyone. Today is episode number 48, and I'm going to be talking about generational trauma. I've been meaning to do a podcast on this for a while, but with the discussion of racism and all that's going on in the world, I wanted to do it now. And I want to preface this by this is my understanding on this subject. And I have quoted a few different places that I have learned from, and it's only just a fraction of what I have learned from. But this is really my understanding, how I understand it from the reading and the work that I've done. I also wanted to say that understanding generational trauma helps me to listen to what the Black community is saying. I used to say that slavery happened a long time ago, and I had a hard time like, come on, come on, can we just let it go? But I feel like now I can see how just because it happened in the past doesn't mean that this generation of Black people are not affected by it. And that as a white person, I'm not affected by the trauma, prejudices, and racism that I might have within myself that have been passed down by my ancestors as well. And so it really takes each one of us doing the inner work. And I think this topic of generational trauma is so incredible. I am fascinated by it. And I want to share share my thoughts about it and what I've learned. I think diving into the work inside of us is so uncomfortable. So one of the most uncomfortable thing we can ever do, but it's such a beautiful thing as well. It truly, truly is. As I'm doing the inner work, I want to encourage you to do it as well. So while I'm talking about generational trauma right here, I also want to preface this, that I believe every single one of us as a grieving mother carries some trauma from the death of our child. Losing a child is a traumatic event, so traumatic, whether it's sudden or whether it was so-called expected, I'm saying with air quotes, your body carries the stress and the fear and the worries. And while grief and trauma are different, I'm also going to be speaking in terms of unresolved grief in conjunction with trauma, because unresolved grief can also cause so much havoc to your mind and your body. And when a child grows up with a mother who has never healed or has stuffed down her grief, that child is also affected by that. So again, I also want to say, as always, that this is not coming from judgment. This is not coming from shame. This is all curiosity. This is all awareness. This is all something that when we learn, we know better, we do better. We can do better. And it starts with us becoming aware and it starts with each one of us taking steps to learn about ourselves. So what is generational trauma? There's a picture from Ayan Mukherjee, Mukherjee. I'm not exactly sure how to say that and I butchered it and I'm sorry, but he is a Toronto-based psychotherapist. 
He posted this on Instagram and I just, I love this. And it so clearly shows how intergenerational trauma gets passed down. And I want to describe it too, but I also link the Instagram post so that if you want to go check it out, you can. On the side of the picture, it says, when you work on your trauma, you choose to not pass it down to the next generation. So in one little section, there's a picture. There's Jane. She's a white woman. Her great-grandparents survived European wars. The traumas that are passed down through the generations in this picture are PTSD, alcoholism, sexual abuse, and emotional repression. Then there's Ashanti, a black woman. Her great-grandparents survived slavery and racial violence in the American South. And in this picture, the traumas passed down are abandonment, domestic violence, low self-esteem, and CPTSD. And then there's Ashok, an Indian man. His great-great-grandparents survived famines and oppression in British India. The traumas in this picture are passed down that are passed down are poverty consciousness, suffocating shame-based social roles, severe anxiety, and depression. And I just, I love this picture that shows that even though something happened a long time ago, it passes down and we are affected by it. Each one of us, because of the way that our parents respond to the traumas or have unresolved trauma or whatever is happening to them, it's so easy from generation to generation to get passed down if we don't become aware, if we don't do the work on the trauma. And again, I will link the picture. And I think you can also buy um, this from his book, like in a book form. And he is doing a lot of great work. So I want to just share a few of my experiences as I have begun to learn about this. I clearly remember a time when there was another mom who was going through a her own trauma experience. And I had asked that, why did the little child need to go to therapy? I had asked somebody else, like, I don't understand, like, why is the child having such a hard time? He doesn't remember anything. Why does it matter? Blah, blah, blah. That was my own ignorance. And I was reminded that that child, even though they didn't know what happened, they are experiencing it through their mom, that they are experiencing their mom's trauma and being affected by the way that their mom was facing trauma and living with trauma. And so that supporting that child was important as well. And that was kind of my first eye-opening to how us as mothers affect our children. Hey, sweet mama, if this episode is resonating with you at all, I want to encourage you to come join Life After Child Loss. This is my six-week coaching program for grieving mothers. In this program, you will learn to lead with curiosity and compassion for yourself, allow grief to flow instead of staying stuck and cycling again and again in an emotion or thought, feel hope or lighter emotions for the first time on your grief journey, take steps to love yourself and care for your grief in the ways that you want to, and become more in tune with your emotions, thoughts, and your grief. As women, we do not invest in ourselves. We really don't. We give to everyone else. We do not take the time, money, or energy to care for our well-being. Truly, I believe you are worth it. You are worth taking care of, and by taking care of yourself, you also take better care of those around you because you cannot give what you don't have. I am so, so excited to start this next round of group coaching. I have seen the shifts and changes in each of the moms I work with, and it is possible for you too. If this is calling to you at 
all. It is truly, truly for you. Enrollment closes tonight, like tonight. So if you want to join, you need to do so really, really quickly. Go to www.lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com to join and be with a group of grieving mothers who are committed to grieving, loving, honoring, and learning to live again after child loss. See you there. Again, that is www.lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com. So the other thing I learned, I clearly remember this driving in my car. I must have either been, I'm not exactly sure if it was before Breland was born or after. So Breland was born four weeks after Aria died. And I remember listening to the radio and they were talking about how this new um, information about how, you know, in pregnancy, if a mother experiences trauma, it can be passed down to the baby. And I remember thinking this, like, whoa, (laughs) okay, so like I am living with trauma. I have experienced something horrific. I found Aria when I was pregnant, due in four weeks. So is Breland going to be affected by this? And I talked about it with my therapist and we just agreed that we'll, you know, it's something that I'm glad I'm aware of and we're going to keep an eye on it and just keep, you know, watching her. And I just want to bring up, like, I feel like it has affected her. Um, There's one specific experience that I want to share. Our son, Winston, was sleeping on the couch. Um, I was not there, but my husband was. Winston was sleeping on the couch, and Breland went up to him, and she, Justin said she got all kind of funny acting, like, she got scared and she was pointing at him and being like, what, you know, who is that? What's going on? And she was really little still. And that's something that like, is it, well, is it just because we know that Aria died that way? Like, but she would have no idea. And so she was really like, normally kids don't really get nervous when kids are sleeping, but she was, she got really nervous and she was acting really odd. And so I just think it's so, you know, it is real. It is, it can be passed down. I've seen it in my own children. And how does this get passed down? How does it affect our children? What, you know, like, how does this happen? I think there's so many different ways to think about it, but I just want to, again, share my own personal experiences and my stories. When I had PTSD, Breland would be sleeping and I would constantly, shake her on her belly in an absolute panic because I thought she wasn't breathing. And then she would startle and move her arms and I would know she was alive. I couldn't just put my hand on her belly because that was too slow. Like too, I couldn't get a fast enough response to know if she was okay. So imagine how her body would constantly be put into a more stressed state as she was sleeping because I was stressed out had nothing to do with her, but I was passing that trauma onto her even through my daily actions. And so another example, as I'm so stressed and anxious about my children, they can feel that anxiety and their body takes on that energy. And then they become more anxious and they carry that forward with them. And because I'm so anxious and scared that they are going to die, then I treat them differently. I protect them as much as I can without giving them the room to do what kids do. I had a chance to chat with Dr. Sandy Gluckman 
with her for a podcast series she was doing, and I love the work she was doing. She talked about how our children's stress levels match ours, and that when we are stressed, our children's stress hormone levels match ours. Like, that's incredible. If you think about that, like, it's a painful thought because as a mom, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to be the one to um, pass this down. But it's also once you learn it and you start to, to take steps, it's, it's okay. And this is all from a place of love. It's not a place of like beating ourselves up. But don't you know the saying that when, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? And that's true because we have so much say in the energy in our household and the mood. And again, from that picture earlier, when you work on your trauma, you choose not to pass it down to the next generation. And this is truly one of the biggest takeaways. This is not shame. This is not judgment, but awareness that when you decide to face the pain and do the work, and then you won't continue to pass it down. When you become aware, when you do the trauma work, but also the grief work, then your experience you can pass on to your children is a much healthier version. It doesn't mean that those things didn't happen. It doesn't mean that grief is gone or that you know you can't be sad because those are part of life. Those are part of our experience. So it's not trying to get rid of all this stuff. It's just really learning how to process it and release it so the next generation doesn't carry that with them. Here's the thing. I wish that death wouldn't happen, of course. I wish that trauma wouldn't happen. I wish child loss wouldn't happen. I really do, but it does, and it's part of our life. It's part of our life experience. It is my life experience that my daughter died. If you're listening to the, this podcast, most likely it is your experience that your child died. And we all have the ability to learn and process and navigate it or to give up and put on the mask and pretend like everything's okay. If that led to a beautiful and fulfilling life, I would say, great, you know, like go for it. But it doesn't. It doesn't give a fulfilling life. It doesn't give the possibility of the full experience that we could have here. Maybe you're living that way and you feel fine with it. That's okay. That's your choice. Maybe it feels too scary to dive into. And that's okay. Again, it's your choice. And when each of us is ready, I truly believe we have to hit a point that we're ready. And then you can start to do the work. And if you are not fine with it and you are tired of putting on the mask, you are tired of living in a constant state of tension, anxiety, fear, worry, stress, and overwhelm, it's possible for you to find healing. It is truly, truly possible for you to do the work so it doesn't continue to be passed down through your children. So here's the thing. Is it still selfish to do the work and to take care of yourself mentally and physically? Is it still selfish to calm your body and nervous system so it can come out of fight or flight mode? Is it still selfish to take the time to do the grief work, to process emotions and feelings, and to allow things to ebb and flow? I truly, truly, seriously, like with all my heart, believe it's not selfish. Indeed, it's necessary work that needs to be done if we want to stop passing the trauma down to our children and to the next generation. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. 
let me know. Seriously, message me. I love to hear from you. And just let me know what you think. And if you like it, please go rate and review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or whatever you listen to this on. Take care. I'll see you next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope and life after loss and to know that they are never alone.